Hello, everybody, and welcome to Faxman's Musings, the everything podcast guaranteed to make you smile and say, man, I've been there before. And I got to tell you guys, it's been a crazy couple of weeks. Work's been nuts, you know, trying to deal with, with some with some crazy folks, but uh, everybody knows how that is. Um, um, this is the start of the new season, so if any of you guys are listening, I'm very glad for that. Um, you know, uh, I want to talk a little bit about, uh, so it's so funny to me how, um, I've watched, like, so many films that broach on, like, philosophical topics, and the one thing that is so interesting about philosophical about philosophical topics in films is that they can't necessarily succeed unless they cover a couple of basic tenets. Um, so first off, of course, they have to be interesting. I mean, you're going to put your best cars out front. I mean, for real. Like, any kind of salesman is going to put their best product out front. Um... But also, one other thing that's kind of interesting is, is when it comes to philosophy, is um, you have to be able to have an ethical debate, like organizations that have, like organizations in TV shows or films that have some sort of uh, that have some sort of motive. They have to be almost justifiable. Like, for example. Um, Oh gosh! For example, um, I'm trying to think of a good example of this. Um, in the Matrix, the reason why the agents were such good antagonists was because, of course, like they masked what they were doing behind the idea that they were trying to maintain peace and order in. Uh, in them in the matrix, so the fact that they were able to do that, I mean, you could look, you could look at, you could look at what they perceived their motive to be, and say, oh, okay, I can get behind that. If you, if you as a person can get behind what, um, if you can get behind what the villains are saying, and say, oh man, I can see where the intentions might be good in this then that is what makes them almost the perfect antagonists. Um, there's a bunch of like really, really good examples of this. Um, and sometimes the antagonists and the protagonists in some uh, films or shows can be exactly the same. I remember an anime that my brother-in-law Ted introduced me to called Death Note. Uh, basically, the, uh, the anime was about uh, this guy who got a hold of this book. And basically, he could write people's names down in the book, and they would die in the way that he, in the way that he wrote their names down. And I always and I found that kind of interesting because, while of course I'm not, I, I, I wanted thought of that. Of course, I I by no means am condoning the idea of of killing. That's just not what I'm trying to do. However, when you look at what he was doing he was trying to rid the world of he was trying to rid the world of like its most violent villains and things like that and that's really interesting because it really does beg the question do two wrongs make a right 
these people as villains, uh, they had no right to kill or steal or do any of these things. But at the same time, the main character in this case, his name was Light. And Light, in this case, he it made him no better than they were. And I'm not going to spoil the series too much. I'll, like, I'll, if anybody wants to watch it, I'll let you guys watch it because there's a there's a cartoon version and there's a live action version. But it 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 begs it begs the point. Like, can there be an ethical dilemma behind what you're doing? Uh, a good movie that really 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 illustrate. Man, I can't talk today. Illustrate this is Law Abiding Citizen. Law-abiding citizen was a really good movie because um, the gentleman in question. I, I, I'm terrible with like names, but I'm sure I'm going to figure it out eventually. Um, the gentleman in question, um, he, he was forced to see his daughter uh, killed, and the man who did it got off scot-free. He got away with it. And so you start to see throughout the film where this guy is going after all of these elected officials and saying, you know, I'm justified in in hurting and killing you because you let my daughter's killer get away. And while uh, there's two ways to look at that, like, yes, revenge may be a dish best served cold. But at the end of the day, it's God who's the real judge, not necessarily us. And it doesn't do anything. It's like an eye for just emperor, ancient emperor Justinian used to say, "an eye for an eye." But then you could take that phrase even further and say, "an eye for an eye makes the whole world go blind." And yes, no pun intended in this case. But I going back to my original point was that. The best films can look at philosophical irony and basically say, can you get behind both the hero and the villain? Because if that's the case, then um, if that's the case, then you can um, then that makes an antagonist a really good antagonist. Another example that I'll give is, is and I know nobody watches this, but. Uh, Avatar: The Last Airbender. There was a a, uh, a guy who was perceived as an ally slash a villain, but his name was Jet, and they uh, they were fighting off the Fire Nation in this case, and Jet had uh, a they Jet wanted to help rid the village of the Fire Nation, so but what he planned on doing was um, basically exploding a dam that was centered really close to the village and and that was very tough because while while it would have would have rid the village of the fire nation in this instance it would have killed a whole bunch of innocent people uh luckily uh, i'm not i'm not going to give away the ending again, again if you guys want to go and watch that series but uh you can you can because it's really good but again it goes back to the same point i've been making and that is a good antagonist may have intentions that you, as a viewer, may be able to get behind. If, like, 
don't get me wrong, like, there, there are films that, there are films that, um, that have people that are just based off pure evil and pure, and pure personal gain, but even then, you as a person can almost identify them because you're like, you know what, I've been struggling every single day, and all these guys are trying to, are trying to do is just get their own, but... I don't know. It's, it's it's not as it's not as simple. It's not as clear cut. It's not as in the forefront to be able to get behind these antagonists. So that's always really really interesting. Um, I'm trying to think of a couple of uh, good examples of like people you can get behind, but not necessarily get behind. There has to be some sort of an ethical dilemma, like oh. I can understand where this. Uh, I can understand where this person's coming from, because uh, because I've been there before, because I've experienced this before. Um, look at. Um, I'm trying to think of a bunch of, of a bunch of good examples of what I'm talking about, but either way, I'm sure there's more examples out there. I just can't think of them all right away. <laughs> but I implore you to to take a look at uh, what you watch and ask, can you get behind the principles established by both the villain and the hero? And if you can, then I think that is truly the mark of a good antagonist in film. And that is, in a sense, philosophical irony. But again, I just want to say thank you guys for listening today and and for season three, Never Fear. Your fax man is here. Thank you, and have a good night.